So glad you guys joined us for our Senior High Ablaze Youth Ministries podcast. We really hope this message encourages you, and let's check it out. We are going to talk about faith. Everybody say faith. faith. All right, so the Bible describes different types of faith. Uh, we know that there is the faith. The faith is when someone gives their life to Jesus Christ, and they claim fidelity with their life to him. And what they're saying is, I'm not going to serve any other gods. I'm not going to serve sin. I'm not going to serve people. I'm not going to serve this. I'm not going to serve that. I I alone am going to serve you. And uh, that is when you come into the faith. And and we all have that in our lives. And then there's another type of faith, which I'm going to talk to you about for the next couple weeks, because this is really important. And as the Lord was ministering to me uh, about this, when I say ministering, what do I mean? I just kind of felt drawn this way to talk about it. And uh, I don't know that I've ever really talked to a Blaze Youth Ministry since I've been the youth pastor about faith. Now, faith is important for many reasons. Number one, the Bible says that the just, that's you, that simply means the justified. You've been justified by the work of Jesus Christ. It says that the just shall live by faith. So that means it's not really an option for us. We must live by faith, both our faith in Jesus Christ, but then also the faith we're going to talk about tonight in the coming weeks is you have something in you. The Bible says that God has dealt to every man, every woman, the measure of faith. And so what that means is you have the capacity on the inside of you right now to believe in, rely on, and trust in God. And that's good news. And the reason we have this faith is because as we live this life here on this earth, and we know that it's a fallen earth, if you go all the way back to Genesis, you see that God created everything, and then he gave it to Adam and Eve, and then they committed high treason against God. They did the one thing that God asked them not to do, and when they did that, sin fell on the earth, and they handed over their dominion to this world, to the devil, and we now live under his dominion in this world. But there's good news. As long as we belong to Jesus, we have the authority to supersede the the dominion of the devil and the way we do that is by faith. Someone say by faith. faith. And so it sounds complicated, but we're going to break it down and make it really, really simple. In the word of God, he's made many, many promises to you. And the Bible says that the promises are yes and amen. Well, how do we grab a hold of those promises and make them a reality? The way we do it is by faith. And so I want to talk to you very, first of all, we're going to lay the groundwork and we're going to build up and up and up. And maybe you're thinking in your mind, well, shouldn't you tell us what faith is first? We will get to that. First, I want to convince you and prove to you from the word of God that your faith is powerful. The reason why God wants me to prove this to you is because if you can learn that your faith is powerful, then you'll refuse to live without it. If you can learn that the faith that God has placed on the inside of you can move obstacles out of your life, can actually take things, weights and burdens, can actually remove. You know, the Bible says that we've been redeemed or delivered from the curse. What's the curse? It's sickness, it's poverty, it's lack, it's separation from God. We've been removed from those things, but yet a lot of Christians live with those things in their life because they don't know how to use their faith. When you know your faith is powerful, then... You won't tolerate the works of the devil, but you'll stand for the promises of God. See, when you know that your faith, and my dad taught me this when I was really young. I used to play football, uh, and then uh, everyone else grew, and I didn't, and so I kind of gave up because I didn't want to die, you know? Everybody got real big, and I was still four foot 11, and so I was like, nah, hard pass. And so, anyways, I remember we were playing on the playground once, and have you ever seen those swing sets that have the metal poles that go into the ground, and they hold them up? I think some of the parks still have those. Well, we were playing tackle football, and there was this big kid, and he grabbed me by my ankles and started spinning me around, and as he was spinning me around, my head dinked into one of those bars. 
I mean, it was terrible. Probably should have went to the hospital, but my dad would be like, nah, you're cool. You know, I can't see straight, I can't walk, probably was concussed, but he didn't care. But from that moment on, I used to get these really bad migraines because the, the bar hit me right here in the temple, the side of the head. I'm sure it rattled something loose inside my brain. And so I used to get these bad migraines, and the only way that they would go away is if I just went into a room with complete darkness, and then my dad would come in there and he'd rub my temples and he would just pray over me, and we would just sit there until they went away. Terrible headaches. If anybody's ever had a migraine, you know how bad it is. And so I remember one night I had this, and I used to cry because it was so much pain. And I had this migraine and I was just crying out for my dad to to come and pray with me and help me because my dad's a pastor. He's been a pastor since 1982, my whole life. And so I knew when dad prayed, things happened. And my dad came in there one night and he looked at me and he said, you need to pray. He said, you need to use your faith. Get this one on your own. And it felt so cold in the moment. I was like, Pray for me. But my dad was teaching me a life lesson. Yes, he can get things for me by his faith. And we're going to see that in the word. But also I can get things by my faith. You know, the Bible says in James that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Did you know you have the power to resist the devil? You have the power to resist sin. Just because sin comes to your door doesn't mean you have to do it. You have the power to resist. Jesus resisted. He didn't rely on his father to resist for him. He resisted. You can resist. Did you know you can resist sickness and disease when you start feeling like you've got a headache or something that's going on? This is why it's important to know the word of God, because when you start having a headache, you can resist that headache and use your faith to where that headache has to leave. Right. And we're going to look at how all this works. Someone say, my faith is powerful. You know, there's a quote by Henry Ford. It says, whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right. Whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you are right. This is a great quote because it shows us the power of faith. If you believe you can do something, you can do it. If you believe you can't do something, you can't do it. Why? Because it starts with what you believe. (laughs) You know why when you guys, some of you guys are getting older and you're getting your learner's permit and your driver's license, I have talked to teenagers that don't want to drive because they believe they cannot drive. <laughs> I'm going to die. And they're literally afraid of dying. And since they're afraid of dying, since, uh, since they have this belief that they cannot drive, they never try. Has anybody in the room, now you can raise your hands if you want, have you ever not tried something because you believe you couldn't do it? Yeah, right? That's my whole life with skateboarding. (laughs) It's just like, nope, I know that's not going to happen. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to try it. Everyone's like, you can do it. Just do an ollie. It's easy. And I'm like, nope, not going to do it, right? I know I can't do that. I believe I can't do it. And since I believe I can't do it, I don't even try. But at the same time, when you believe you can do something, nothing can stop you. When you believe you can do something, nothing can stop you. And the reason why is because faith is powerful. Someone say powerful. What you believe is powerful, listen to me, for the good or the bad. Whatever you believe is powerful for the good or the bad. When somebody gets sick, cancer, COVID, COVID's very serious. Many people have lost, maybe you even lost, I've lost some loved ones due to COVID. But when someone gets COVID, if they believe that they're going to die, that belief is powerful. Right? This is very real. That's why it's important to know the promises of God. I had COVID last December, took me out for a whole month. And the whole time I had it, I believed God. I had a promise from the word. I will live and not die. 
It's what the Bible teaches me. And that's where my faith was. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. So I walked around my house and I quoted that over and over and over. I quoted it, I quoted it, I quoted it. And I just read the word and I believed and I released my faith by what I said. And guess what? I was able to overcome that sickness and disease. Your faith is powerful for the good or for the bad. Whatever you believe, it pulls it towards you. Over in Matthew 9, 28 through 30, out of the New Living Translations, it says, they went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, do you believe? Someone say, do you believe? What is that? That's faith. Do you, you can say it this way, do you have faith? I can make you see. Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, because of your faith. Someone say, your faith. Someone say, your faith. Why am I having to repeat these things? Because I want you to see it. Notice Jesus didn't say because of my faith. Jesus put it back on them. Because of what you believe. Because of your faith. Now remember, you have this faith on the inside of you. He says, because of your faith, it will happen. This is the power of faith. When you believe something, when you stand. Now, we're going to get into this. When it comes to faith in the kingdom of God, your faith begins where the will of God is known. What's the will of God? It's the word of God. So as you know the word of God, it opens up your eyes to what God will do for you. Here, they believed that Jesus could heal them from their blindness. And Jesus said, because you believed, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see Jesus sternly, want, or sternly warned them and said, do not tell anybody. Over in Matthew 8, 13, it says this. And then Jesus said unto the, to the Roman officer, so what's going on? A Roman officer came, one of his servants was sick, and he said, Jesus, you can heal him. And Jesus said, all right, let's go to your house and I'll heal him. And Jesus said, I'm not worthy. Uh, the centurion said, I'm not worthy of you to come to my house. Just speak the word. I'm a man of authority. I understand how this works. When I speak to one, they go. When I speak to one, come, they come. I understand authority. Just speak the word. And then Jesus said to the Roman officer, the centurion, go back home because you believe. Someone say, you believe. See, Jesus is saying it again. Jesus was a man of faith. I mean, dude walked on water. He had miracles like crazy. He fed 5,000 with a little cracker and some sardines. That's really what it is. He, he spoke to storms. I love that song that we do. The winds and the waves obey his name. Right? He's a powerful dude. He walked on water. He, 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 he took mud and spit it in. That'd be terrible to do today. And he put it in a guy's eye who was blind and the dude could see. Jesus went to uh, Jairus' house whose daughter was dead and he spoke to her and he said, get up. He rose Lazarus from the dead. Homeboy was dead for three days. So this isn't a thing where like he dies on the table, you know, Gray's Anatomy or whatever, and they get the little shocker guys and they put one on his chest and one on his side and they yell clear and they beep him and immediately he comes back to life. They've been dead for three seconds. They raise him from the dead. Dude was dead for three days. Amen. Just think about like something you eat and you throw it in the trash and then you come back three days later. What's it smell like? Uh. Just imagine the stench coming from the grave. Three days he was dead and Jesus walked by the grave and the tomb and he said, Lazarus, rise up. He called him out of the tomb and he comes walking out with the grave clothes on. Just wild stuff. Jesus had great faith. But look at what he said again to this man. First with the blind man because of your faith. And then here again he said, because you believed. Listen guys, if you're going to get, if you're going to overcome obstacles in this life, you must believe. 
If you're going to push back on what the devil tries to do in your life, you must believe. See, when you're underneath your parents' home, if they're good Christian parents, they know how to use their faith. But one day, you're going to move out. You've got to know how to believe God. And you have faith on the inside of you. And that is not your parents' faith alone that is powerful. Your faith is powerful. It's not Jesus' faith alone that's powerful. Your faith is powerful. You have faith and you can do mighty things if you will believe. Jesus said, because you believe, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now, Matthew 13, 58 out of the NIV. He said, and he did not many miracles because of their lack of faith. And so I'm showing you a contrast here. Matthew 13, 58, our New Living Translation says, and so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. So we have two different illustrations. We see Jesus going to people, and man, their needs are getting met. They're getting healed. They're receiving because they believe. And then we also see Jesus going to another group of people, and he can't do anything because they wouldn't believe. The Bible says he could do no miracles in his hometown but a few because of their doubt and their unbelief. When they looked at him, they didn't see the Messiah. They didn't see the Savior. They see the carpenter boy who they grew up with. And that's what they believed him to be. And since their faith was at that spot, he's only a carpenter, they couldn't receive miraculous things from him. In their lives, he could do no mighty work. This is important, because how do you see Jesus in your life? Do you see him as the source of life that can help you overcome obstacles? Or do you just see him as this fictitious character that I talk about on Wednesday nights? Do you see him as the God of your parents? Or do you see him as your God? See, your faith is powerful, but a lot of what your faith will do in your life is determined by how you see Jesus. What lens do you see him? Is he just something that we do on Wednesday nights? You know, we go to church because we got basketball goals and we got arcades and we got games and we got all this fun stuff. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of young people in the room. Uh, Why do we come or do we come to be with our Savior? See, how you see him, listen to me, determines what you can receive from him. And a lot of people, their faith doesn't work simply because the way they see Jesus. But your faith is powerful. Someone say, my faith faith is powerful. powerful. Some believed Jesus could heal them, and they were healed. Some believed he was a carpenter, and all he could do was build a bookshelf for them. (laughs) Right? Don't cripple your faith because you're looking at Jesus the wrong way. Your faith is powerful, and it can do mighty things. One more scripture to prove to you how powerful your faith is. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says this. If you will confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe. Someone say believe. And believe. What is believe? That's faith. (laughs) We're going to define it here in a minute. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with your heart you believe. Someone say believe. Come on. Say believe. With your heart you believe and are justified. And with your mouth you confess and you are saved. Now look at this. This is so awesome. I'm going to prove to you how powerful your faith is. While you were a sinner, your faith took you from death unto life. Amen. Your faith is so powerful. 
before you even belonged to him as a child of God, your faith was so powerful that simply believing something in your heart when you don't even belong to him and you don't have this relationship with him, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, it literally changed your life. The Bible says it takes the heart of stone out of us and he puts a heart of flesh on the inside of us. Book of Ephesians says it translates us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Your life is radically changed because of what you believe. That's powerful. He takes us from death to life by what we believe. Someone say, my faith is powerful. So real quick, we got a lot of stuff that we're going to look at in the coming weeks. So your faith is powerful. And tonight I want to finish with this. What is faith? What is faith? Well, before we do that, I want to use this example. Noodle boy, my, my fellow Fortnite partner, I know no one plays that anymore, but you're the real one, the MVP back there. <laughs> you and I till the end, ride or die, baby. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, could you do me a favor? Could you please get me a bottle of water? I got you. Please get me a bottle of water. All right, thank you. Talking about faith. Now listen, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, memorize it. <laughs> faith is the substance that allows the believer to have hope when everything looks hopeless. This is the Robert definition. <laughs> faith is the substance that allows the believer to have hope when everything looks hopeless. I'll say it again. Faith is the substance that allows the believer to have hope when everything looks hopeless. Over the last year and a half, we've had a pretty hard year. And a lot of things happened that came to steal hope from people. But guess what? In the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of all the, the stuff going on, I've had hope this whole time. Why? Because I have faith. Amen. And I have faith in so many things. I have faith that God is perfecting everything that concerns me. I have faith that he never leaves me and never forsakes me, never abandons me. I have faith that he's working out all things for my good. All this comes from the word of God. And since I have faith in these trials and in these times, since I have faith, I have hope in a hopeless situation. Amen. What I would encourage you to do tonight, if you're looking at your life and you're looking at the world and you feel like, man, it's real bleak out there. I just don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of confidence. I want you to take your eyes off of everything else and put it on him. Right? Because when we have faith, we have the substance that allows the believer to have hope when everything looks hopeless. Hebrews 11 explains it this way. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. Faith is the spiritual substance that turns hopeless situations into hopeful. Amen. Right? It turns impossible into possible. Right with the centurion, my servant is dying. That is an impossible situation. But Jesus said, because you believe, he will be healed. It takes hopeless situations to make them hopeful. It takes impossible situations to make them possible. And it makes all of God's promises a reality in your life. Listen to me. I know that this is like... Uh, not very entertaining stuff, but this is the core of Christianity. This is like the, the base and the foundation that you must build off of. You can believe God, and when you do, it changes things. Amen. You have to know that in your heart. You have to have a revelation knowledge, not just mental understanding and mental assent. You must have revelation knowledge. 
Let me just really blow your minds for a second. This isn't what we're talking about tonight. Why is this so important? Because when you have faith, you're putting your confidence, your expectation, your persuasion in a supernatural God. And everything that is natural, everything that is seen came from this unseen world. Amen. This makes revelation knowledge greater than natural knowledge. Right? Amen. See, we have these things. Anybody who's been to science class, you understand you have five physical senses. You hear, you see, you smell, you taste, you touch and feel, right? Five physical senses. And what's amazing in a negative way is a lot of believers live their life purely by their five physical senses. What they can see, what they can taste, what they can touch, what they can feel, what they can hear. And that's how they live their life. It's not always bad, but it is bad when those five physical senses are in direct conflict with what faith says. See, you go back to sickness and disease is just an easy one because it's in front of us all the time right now with COVID. I can speak as a testimony. When you have COVID, you feel terrible. It took me like two months to really recover by the grace of God to where my lung capacity was built up to where I could start jogging again. Right? Felt terrible. My five physical senses were triggered and out of control every single day. But I had to make a decision. Am I going to believe what I feel? And am I going to believe what's going on in the natural? Or am I going to believe in the supernatural? Amen. Which is God's healing power. And when I have my faith in the right place, it allows God to do something in my life. The supernatural created everything that's natural. And so we have to believe in the right things. Amen? Remember, faith is the evidence of things not seen. I couldn't see my healing with natural eyes, but I believed it in my heart. And then I received the evidence of that by being made well again, by the grace of God. Amen. The devil didn't steal my life. I'm still here today. Amen? Amen. But it's a fight. And that's why the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. This is important. Now listen, we're going to read a couple of scriptures and then we'll finish. Genesis 17, 1 through 5. It says, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you. I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be a father of many nations. At this point in time, Abraham doesn't have any kids, but God is telling him you're going to be a father of many nations. Imagine being 90 years old and God telling you you're going to have kids. <laughs> He's pretty old, right? And then Abraham fell face down. God, this is my covenant with you. You'll be a father of many nations, no longer called Abram, but your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Now this in the natural, it looks impossible. Remember what I just said. He's 90 years old. It doesn't look. Now you guys remember, now it hasn't happened yet, but remember when I asked Noah for water. It's not here yet, but I believe it's coming. It's not here yet, but I believe it's on its way, right? You have to believe that it's going to happen. You have to believe. Listen, in the spirit realm, it's here. Amen. I'm just waiting for it to show up, but it's here. It's done because I asked, I made my request made known, and he's working on it. Stephen Furtick said this the other day, while you're waiting, God's working. Amen. Right? While you're waiting, God's working. He's working right now. I can't see it. I don't even see him, but it's working. It is coming. It is here. I believe, therefore I receive. Well, Abraham's in the same pot over here in Romans 4, 16 and 21. Remember, this looks, it looks impossible. Even Sarah, the Bible says that she had to reject the deadness of her womb. What does that mean? She couldn't even have babies. But she didn't believe in her body. She said, God said it. I believe it. 
therefore we receive it. Everyone say faith. faith. Now here in the Barren Study Bible it says, against hope Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations just as it had been told. So shall your offspring be, verse 19, without weakening in his faith. What does that mean? Even if I don't see it right away, I'm still going to believe. Even if I don't see it right away, I'm still going to believe. Even if I don't see it right away. See, listen, my water is coming. You can't see it. I don't see it, but it's coming. I know it's coming. It's not here yet, naturally speaking, but it's done spiritually speaking. It's on its way. Why? Because I made my request known, and I believe in my heart that it's going to happen. Brother Hagin used to say it this way. If you're willing to believe God forever, you won't have to. What does that mean? I believe it's going to come. And this is what Abraham did. Now, verse 19, without weakening in his faith. This is where a lot of Christians miss it. If we don't see it right away, we let go of it. We live in a microwave society, right? You got to have it in 30 seconds or less. And if we don't have it right on it, we just say, okay, it's not going to happen. No, you can't weaken in your faith. You can't let go of. But, but he acknowledged the, the decrepitness of his body since he was about 100 years old and the lifelessness of Sarah's womb. Yet he did not waver through disbelief in the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith. Someone say strong in faith. And gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. There it is right there. That's our definition. What is faith? It's being fully persuaded that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Amen. And when you're fully persuaded, that persuasion and that confidence will lead to action. Right? Every single one of you were fully persuaded that the chairs you're sitting on were going to hold you tonight. That's why you sat down. Amen. Right? <laughs> tonight... When you leave church, you're fully persuaded. When you get in that car, you're going to make it home. If you weren't fully persuaded of that, you would never get in that car. Amen. Right? Well, the same way we have faith in these natural things is the same way we should have faith in God. Now, this is a little bit more challenging because you can see a chair and you don't always get to see God. Amen. Right? But we have to have faith in the unseen, and this is what it says. Faith takes the unseen and gives it evidence. Amen. So in Abraham's case, what was it? He believed God that he was going to have children. That was what his faith was. And then the evidence came. We're all evidence of that. We're all descendants of him. Right? So he believed something. And since he believed something, remember, I asked Noah for a bottle of water. It didn't look like, didn't look like it's coming. But guess what? By faith, it is here. No matter how long it takes, I believe. It is here. Being fully persuaded that God was able to do what? Thank you. I'm actually really thirsty, so this timing was perfect. <laughs> Listen, just a simple way to show you, it works the same way with God. Amen. You ask, he does, you receive. Amen. It's that simple. You ask, he does, and you receive. But there is sometimes this time period of us asking and receiving why God's working. Amen. And we can't waver in our faith until we see the very thing that we've asked for. Now, I want you to understand, we're not waiting for it to happen. It already happened when you prayed. It already did. And you need to be confident in that. Now, listen, last scripture for you over here in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. It says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown in the sea. Mountains here is just obstacles, hurdles, things that come to you. And be thrown in the sea, has no doubt in his heart, but believes it will happen, then it will be done for him. 
Guys, just wanted to lay the groundwork. Your faith is powerful, but in order for your powerful faith to work, you must be fully persuaded that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Amen? And as time goes on, we'll look at the appropriate way to use our faith and how to release our faith. We're going to how to grow in our faith, how to do all these things. I'll just give you a little prelude real quick. You can't use your faith, you know, there's some girl at school and you want to date her and be like, I'm going to believe God for her. <laughs> well, I mean, she has, a, she has a will. <laughs> you know, your faith can't override her human will. The reason why Jesus' faith was able to override Lazarus' will because Lazarus was dead. <laughs> Right. And so you can't use your faith. And people get weird with this. I've heard of Christians going around like parking lots, laying their hands on cars and believing God. This is my car in Jesus name. Well, maybe someone else believed God for that car. Don't be weird in your faith. <laughs> this is why we have to stick with the word of God. What did he promise you? Right. And that's what you believe God for. But understand these two things before we leave tonight. Your faith is powerful. And in order for it to work, you have to be fully persuaded, convinced that God will do what he said he would do. Just look at your faith the same way you look at a, an athletic, athletic activity. I know we got some track runners in the room, we got some football players in the room, we got some soccer players in the room. Pav and I, we used to play college soccer. And even if we knew that the other team was a better school, a better team, every time we stepped out on the field, we believed we could win. <laughs> Didn't always work, <laughs> but we believed. You got to believe, no matter what you see, believe God. No matter what you feel, believe God. No matter what you hear, believe God. Amen. Believe God. This is why I love that t-shirt, kingdom over everything. I trust in him, even when it looks bad. Amen. Let me pray for you. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Father, I thank you for every single student in here. I, I thank you that you just help us understand that we have faith. Our faith is powerful. But Father God, in order for it to work, we have to believe in you. It starts with trust in you starts with obeying you, starts with being fully persuaded that God is able. Let us be like the, the ones we read about in the Bible tonight that they believed and they received instead of being like the ones that didn't believe and they had to do without. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.